Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It is a brand new episode of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, because I have no idea what number we're on, Bane. Brand new. Brand new. It's it's not a rerun, folks. Brand spanking new. Damn right. Uh, all new episode of Breaker and Bane. I am excited to be here. It's been a few weeks since we recorded, man. Yeah, it has. We, we had a few in the can. We had a few in the can. Uh, we're kind of trying a new format, which I think is more fun, more yep. kind of a free-flowing conversation as opposed to specific wrestling topics that maybe we don't really care about to begin with. Right. <laughs> Unless it's like something big. Of course, yeah. this last year, we had a lot of big things happen. We have had a lot of big things happen. Yeah, Vince McMahon retires, comes back, CM Punk goes nuts, might be coming back. Who knows? Yeah, who who knows? A um, lot of interesting stuff I want to talk about this week. First and foremost, uh, first in my life, big underscore Bane, I heard an old woman fart in public right by, in front of me. By God. Yeah. I mean, just sit there and just shit her pants. Yeah. And, and like owned it too. Like to be fair, she say, oops, she goes, Oh, excuse me. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, well, just go ahead and shit your pants, but, I guess. But I mean, at that point, what do you do? I mean, like it, you try to squeak one out without making a sound and then it just makes a noise. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You gotta, you gotta own it. Yeah. It was definitely like one of the weirdest moments. Cause there was, I got like a cash register at a restaurant, right? Right. Five or six people around, you know, my parents were there and I'm just like, well, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. So was that a restaurant when it happened? It was, yeah. So funny story is I have a customer, and I'm not going to name the name, but it is a very popular steakhouse. Um, and this particular customer of mine goes through more toilet paper than any customer I have. Like I'm talking. So you, I didn't know you supplied toilet paper. Yeah, we, we do paper products too. Uh, but like we... Uh, the rolls we have are like the big industrial jumbo size rolls, and they come in 12 in a box. Super thin, like really shitty toilet paper, yeah. I assume. But they go through a whole box of that in a week. So a lot. Okay, to be fair, though, a lot of those industrial rolls hold like two at a time sometimes. I don't know if these do. 
So, but like, and I, I thought of that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because they, they got mad at me this past week because they ran out during the rush. That's a problem. That is a problem. But I was thinking like, no way they're using that much. And I was like, surely they're stocking it at somewhere. That's a lot of TP. And you're right. And so like they call me out on, I'm like, okay, I'll make sure you never run out again. No big deal. So I, I gave him a case that day. And now I know like every Monday I just got to drop him a case, but like you got a problem with your food. If that many people are shitting in your restaurant. <laughs> well, to be fair and, and on, on your side of this, a lot of those restaurants only have two stalls per yes. bathroom, right? So maybe four. Now, now, granted, the women's will probably have three to four. Okay, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's all they have are stalls. But like. So maybe six stalls. Six all together and maybe a seven if there's an employee bathroom. Yeah. So like, which I think there is, uh, but like seven stalls. You actually stalls. put them on there or you just hand them the stuff? I just give them the box. I don't, I don't do, I don't. Hell no, I'm not that hands on. <laughs> Bane ain't touching no toilets. Damn right. Uh, unless I got to use it myself. Um, but I I just am shocked that like, because normally toilet paper, it'll last a few weeks. Oh, yeah. For most other customers, even the ones that are on that same level. Something about your steaks or your blooming onions are making people shit. And you ought to change the recipe. Yeah, well, I mean, I wonder if there's a problem with like the bathroom being like overly crowded i mean is it a busy steakhouse it's 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 on the busier street of you know uh tulsa right by woodland hills mall okay yeah i know chart yeah and so it is it is a very busy restaurant and so but like when i think of when i think of the ratio of how many customers they have because i can i can guess about how many customers they use per week by how many napkins they use right okay sure so like on average they get about 3500 napkins a week so they get about 3,500 customers a week. That's a lot of poopers, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is that many people out of 3,500 a week taking a shit in your restaurant? So if, if this is the steakhouse I'm thinking of, it's right by Abuelos, right? No, it's down the street from Abuelos. Okay. No, I don't have that one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Texas Roadhouse. Oh, that's what I was thinking. So it's not Texas it's Roadhouse. It's not Texas Roadhouse. But I've we used to supply their paper for a while, and they went through like boxes of paper okay well like but texas week. roadhouse every time i go there it's like but you that's a massive wait that's an hour hour and a half long wait every time you go no matter what so they just which that made me think okay a lot of people are gonna be pooping right but like this is this is the one um well this is getting a weird subject area right right like almost right across the street from Willow Hills mall i'll just go ahead and say it and i'll just edit it out okay um they, I, didn't, I didn't realize there was one over there. Yeah, it's like there there used to be like a Logan's right next to it. Now okay. it's like Black Bear Diner or some oh, shit. That's right. That's but right. Um, I do love me some. Like, what are you putting in their food to make people go to the bathroom that much? Like, even if I have to go to the bathroom after eating, I don't want to go in the restaurant. Unless you have to, right? Unless you absolutely have to. But even if I feel it, I'm like, okay, we probably ought to go. I'll, I'll be honest. As I get older, I never trust a fart. I can usually tell, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can usually tell. Yeah. And, and I've, I've, I've been on a pretty good streak of not messing my pants. Well, I've never pooped myself, but I, I will say this since I started doing shift work and I realized this is a thing it kind of messes with your, um, you know, regularity. Your, well, yeah, because your, your <laughs> clock's always messed up. Right. So when you kind of switch back to days, back to nights, it does make you kind of sick to your stomach sometimes. And yeah. you don't really, you think like, Oh, I'm sick. And really it's just, yeah, you're just kind of not used to this. 
schedule. And I know you had a couple of sleepless nights. You get it. Like yeah. you don't feel good, right? Yep. For a day or two. It takes you a little bit to get back used to it. And yeah, there's times where I've been like, I'm gonna poop my pants right now if I don't go. And it just hits me like quickly. Oh, so yeah. that uh, happens to me after about halfway through my first cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. coffee will push it out of you, man. Oh yeah. So um anyway, yeah, I heard a lady fart in public. So that was the first one for that me. That was wild. Yeah. And and I'm like, I was like if this stinks, I'm going to puke because I was like right downwind, you know. Yeah. Not a good, not a good spot. Yeah. Not good at all. <laughs> well, at least, you know, you didn't, it wasn't downwind. Yeah, true. Um, uh, I had some white trash fancy last night. Did you? I did. Did you? It, it was. I love that that's what we're calling it now. It was, it was great. Yeah. I had a great experience. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> it was my dad's birthday this week. So he picked Olive Garden and uh, we went there, had myself a tour of Italy. So first of all. Did you tell him about white trash fancy? My dad, I did, yeah. yeah. I don't think I told anyone else because yeah. they're all like, we love Olive Garden, but that's like, <laughs> of course you do. Well, what's funny <laughs> is uh, as soon as we walk in, you know, and it's always a busy place. Oh, yeah. There's this biggest, goofiest looking redneck dipshit walking out of the restaurant. You know, like any stereotype. He just ate at the Ritz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just had himself the fanciest <laughs> meal of 2023. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, Sir, can we get a picture? No, I didn't, but I wanted to. Um, but this no, it's peak Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was funny though because uh, I noticed that they actually have upped their portions. Did they? Because that's always been a big complaint of mine. Well, that was always my complaint too. Because I'm like, if I'm paying X amount of dollars for a meal, right? I want it to be like, I want to be stuffed, right? Oh yeah. And even with the salad breadsticks, or I get soup usually because I'm not a big salad person, but. Um, you're just kind of like, man, that's, I don't know. Like, so my parents like to get the Alfredo dipping sauce for the breadsticks. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Uh, they, they used to give you this little bitty bowl. Mm. Not much. Now it's unlimited. Awesome. And they'll give you as many bowls as you want. That's awesome. Which is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so again, smart move. I got the tour of Italy, yep. which was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, that's usually a big plate. It, is, But it, it, the last time I got it, the, the uh, fettuccine Alfredo was like very, very small amount. Now it's like, Way more. A good amount. That's good. My dad got the lasagna. Used to be one square. Yep. It was a good, like, rectangle now. Good. So I'm like, maybe they realize, like, you know, the complaint wasn't necessarily the food. It was, like, the price of the portions you get, right? Yeah. And that, that's just it. I mean, it's probably still, I know it's still way overpriced, but at least they're upping their portions a little bit. Yeah. You know? I mean, because that's. It's kind of ridiculous to spend that much money on pasta, which is, you know. Poor. It's noodles, right? It's it's a, poor, it's a poor person's food. That's what gets me. It's like, it, this is a $20 plate of freaking noodles. Yeah, it's it's kind of silly. But, yeah, good times. Um, you've had some car troubles lately. I have, Breaker. And I got I to gotta be honest, though, um, got it fixed. Got it fixed, and me and Big Big Red are back in business. You excited? I am, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long-going ordeal, hasn't it? Yeah, but now, like, every little thing is making me nervous. Like, oh, Of course. I, you know what I mean? Like, when I was driving today. I'm sure you noticed my road out here is all rough as hell right now. Yeah, are they, like, re- repairing the road? Yeah. Yeah. But when I was driving today. It's supposed to take, like, four weeks. I got a notice on my door, and I'm like, oh, awesome. Oh, Glad you'll get it done quickly. Let's let's record four episodes today so I don't have to come back. <laughs> Uh, but they uh so like today when i was driving over here though like i noticed when i got up to about like 35 it kind of just like 
it didn't stall, but it like kind of like pulled for a second before it shifted. And I was mm. like, oh shit. Was that the same thing I was doing before? Well, yes and no. But like what it was doing before was like it would do that pulling thing, but then it would like try to rev, you know, and it wouldn't go. But like this just kind of pulled back for a second and then just went. I was like, but I was like, oh shit, no, no. <laughs> but then when it, it, it went, it was fine. It going up hills just, just fine now. I mean, it's good. It, it purrs, Breaker. It purrs now. Yeah. Um, anytime you get a a problem fixed, yeah. don't you feel super accomplished? Oh yeah. Like when I got my like it was about it was actually like last July when my garage door broke mm -hmm. and I was just like, what the hell, yeah. you know? And then my estimate was like fifteen hundred dollars. I talked about that on here. I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah. what am I gonna do? And um, and it was basically like the guy's like, I'll do it for two fifty. And I'm like, done. <laughs> you yeah. know, like let's do it. So. Yeah, it's uh, it is very frustrating when you um. Well, you know how much you know how much it cost me. I, I, I tell you, you told me. I don't know if you told the listeners. Yeah, it uh, ended up being sixty one hundred dollars. Whew. Yeah, that was a that was a price tag, and when I, I do know, you, you know, you had mentioned like a new car or not a new car, but a new used car was going to be like ten to twelve k. Yeah, and and so it's like I can't really do that. So you kind of right. have to. You're kind of stuck there, right? Well, and like everybody, I had so many people saying like that's not even worth it. Like yeah, yeah. your car is worth less than that. And I'm like, well, not right now. Like my car is like worth about that right now. It's worth about sixty five hundred. And I was like, I the thing is, is like the car market is so outlandish right now. Like it's almost just as cheap to buy a new car than it is to buy a used car. Yeah. And so it's like, and then when you buy a used car you got a whole new slew of problems that, you know, that you have no idea about, you don't know about. And so like it could be, whereas my car, I know everything I've replaced. I know what might need to be replaced here in six months to a year. Right. And so like, I felt like this was probably my best option. And so like I, I borrowed out of my 401k, uh, to, to pay for it. And, and now I'll just be paying back into my 401k for the next five years. There you go. And you act like it won't affect your money, though. It won't. Like, it'll be... I'll have to ask my buddy and double check, but if it's if it's like um, how 401k is already, it'll take it out of my paycheck before taxes. Mm -hmm. If it's not, either way, like, that's only... I think it's like 35, 40 bucks out of my paycheck a week. It's not going to be a big deal. Plus, I'm about to go to five days a week with this stop that's going to increase my paycheck by 40 or 50 bucks. Oh, there you go. So it'll be, end up being a wash. Are you excited about five days a week? No, I hate it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I, I kind of need money. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things. Like, I, the older I get, the less physical labor I want to do. And I've oh, tried yeah. to relay that message to my bosses so many times, but they just don't get it. Yeah. And it's like, like the way my job works is it it's set up like if you want more money, you have to get more stops, which means you have to work harder. Right. There's no raises at all. Like I can work there for 20 more years and I will never see like a raise. That stinks. But like the older I get, the harder working like this is. And so the less physical labor I want to do. And so I've tried to relay that to, to my bosses. Like you, you guys have got to figure something out. Cause like this is not set up for people to be here very long mm -hmm. because it's set up for people to work here a couple of years until they can find something else. And that's, that's just the way it is. And I don't know if that's what they want. Could be. You know what I mean? Because I know some companies are like that. Yeah. And if that's what they want, then okay. But, like, if they want people to stay there and be there for the long haul, 
Like they need to figure something out. I know my job is uh, every there's all these units essentially that you that you run, mm-hmm. and um, each new unit is more money. But the good thing about it is each new unit is less physical labor. Yeah. So I just got promoted to a new unit a few weeks ago. So it was a, it was a pretty good raise, which was nice. But it's good. It, it's a uh, it's a lot more complicated mm-hmm. as far as like what I'm doing, but it's less physical. Yeah. So it's like, I guess that's the trade. Is like I I'm there because I know more than most. So like I'm, especially because we have a lot of new people. So like that's good. But but then again, it's like, you know, now this is like a lot more. A lot more things can go wrong or or whatever, and as, as far as making stuff, and which is what I do essentially. So yeah, it's different. I mean, I guess that's the the good and bad of any job is trying to figure out what it is you're doing. Well, it's like the the next promotion above me is the supervisor. Yeah, and that job, whereas like right now I work from like six to noon, six to one, whatever it is. That job you work from like eight to five, like it's straight up a eight to five job. Yeah. Unless somebody calls in and you have to run a route and then you're working from like five or six in the morning till five at night. Mm. And so, but for me, that comes with a pay raise. I'm like the only driver out there that actually comes with a pay raise. Yeah. <laughs> All of our other drivers, it would be a decrease. You So you make less than everybody? Because I'd have less stops. Ah. Yeah. And, and, I, but I've, I've fought for that. Like I have fought for like less stops because I don't, like I'm tired of doing physical. I've done physical labor since I was 18 mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm 37 now. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, 18, 19 years of my life, that's like, my body's hurting. You yeah. know what I mean? And so like, I, I fight for less shit to do. Yeah. That, but that is the interesting thing though. I guess you're, what they're wanting maybe is they want you to take more routes or more stops mm-hmm. and like, Hey, well you make more money. But like you said, then that just puts you on the road longer, right? Well, it puts me on the road longer, which I'm, I'm very much a homebody. Like I, I'm a big believer in the work life balance and the more I'm at work, the less balance I have with my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I, I want the, the problem I have is cause when I first started that job, I was bringing home about seven fifty a week mm-hmm. and I was working close to 50 hours a week though. Yeah. And the, like as great as that money was, like I had a really hard time wanting to enjoy it because I was so exhausted that any, anything I did outside of work, I felt like I had to push myself to do Mm -hmm. because I was so tired all the time. Whereas like now, like I'm still tired and it's still kind of a fight to want to do anything, but it's like, I can't imagine working harder than this Yeah, because I'm just, my body's so beat up. Well, I, I do know my job, there's a lot of, you know, physical labor too. But I think that, diff- you know, I do shifts, which mm-hmm. if people don't know, I do four days on, then I get four days off. So I do four twelves. And I know when I'm off of work, like, you know, at the end of my shift, it's hard to do anything because I'm so yeah. exhausted. But at least I have the days off to kind of recoup. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the trade. And it's not ideal. It's not for everybody, but at least I have that time to kind of relax and get back. But then I have to switch my sleep schedule, which also also makes it very hard. Yeah. Well, and with my job, and I mean, you know this, I don't know if everybody else does, but with my job, it's, it's not set up hourly. You know what I mean? Like I'm not there for a certain amount of time. I'm there until the job is done. So like a lot of what 
what me and everybody else that does my job does is we do it as fast and as efficient as possible. Sure. Cause you're trying to get done quickly. Cause we want to waste time. We want to go home. But like, if we were set like, Hey, you have to be out on the road until three o'clock. Like I'd be like, okay, you could coast. I could just chill. I could stop, you know, for a couple of times a day and have like breakfast and lunch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I could take some 15 minute breaks and just hang out on TikTok for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Like I could do certain stuff, but the fact that, or make it like a gym run in the middle of the day. Right. But like which a lot of people do. Right. But like the fact that it's like set up, like, you know, get you done, go home, you go home get, when you're done, get done, go home. Like we don't like, I don't take breaks. I do like, I'll stop at quick trip maybe once, you know, and just, but it's quick in grab something like to drink and get back on the road. Yeah. And like I get done as quick as I possibly can, which means like the only break that I get is from the drive from point A to point B. Mm. And that's like the only break. And then it's immediately back out of the truck, throwing stuff in a basket, taking it in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like constant movement, constant work. So it's like, it's as like simple as it is. It's like, it's tough. Cause some of those bags, man, they weigh like 50, 60 pounds and you're trying to throw those like, Oh yeah. Over your shoulder. And you know, it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. And, and I get that. And I think that's the, uh, that's with any job. Right. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I remember I delivered furniture in high school. I couldn't imagine doing that now. Right. Oh. Like that was so brutal. Yeah. Like, and, and at the time it didn't really bother me, but anytime, like I had to move my grandma's stuff the other day, some of it and a few pieces, nothing too crazy, but it's just like, good God, <laughs> I'm yeah. tired, you know, like yeah. back is sore, the whole deal. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, um, and, but again, maybe that's, what that job is supposed to be. I remember right out of high school, my first like full-time job, I had a job at a, uh, at an appliance, uh, store delivering appliances mm-hmm. and with some light installation, you know, hooking up water lines and things like that. And I was working into going to work with my dad. So I was going to get kind of like an education there and kind of move on. Sure. But, uh, it, it was set up similarly to how yours was where it's like, you get done, you go home, Yeah. but they still paid us hourly. Ah, problem is they paid us like 40 hours a week and we're putting in like 47 hours. Right. Because you work from this time to this time, but they were factoring in breaks and lunch, which they didn't give us. Right. And so no one took them. So they wanted to get done quick. Right. Now there were days you got off like an hour early, but then there was days you work an hour late. Right. You're doing that unpaid. It's like this freaking sucks. Oh yeah. You know, and it, and I'm sure you've had stops where it's like, they're not ready yet. And you're like, Oh my God, like I ready to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big part of my, uh, I don't know if we've ever, I'm sure we've recorded on like a Wednesday and I'm like, Hey, it's my long Wednesday. Mm. Like when I say that, what I mean is like on Wednesdays, my last four stops don't get there till 10 o'clock in the morning. And, and I can do about four stops in an hour. So like if all four of them don't get there till 10, I'm working at least till like 11. And then I have one stop every other week that doesn't get there till 12, sometimes 1230. And it's like, all the way out on the opposite side of town. So I have to do that stop 12, 1230 takes me about 20 minutes to get back to the plant from there, which means I don't get back to the plant till one. I have to unload and all that shit. I'm like not even home till like two, you know what I mean? So it's like, it stretches my day out so much longer by that stop, not getting there till like 1230. Yeah. And it's just such a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, I get it. And it's like a, it's like a, it's a minimum stop. So like they don't really use a whole lot. It's like a bundle of towels and a, and a rug. <laughs> it's like, I really wish we, but they're, they're sweethearts, you know, they're, they're yeah. really good people, but it's like, I really wish we could just get rid of them. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you, man. It's, um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird how it goes. But, um, and so like when I started working long, 
It's like it, they and they had it set up where they had these bays where the trucks would pull in. Yeah, and the uh, they had like a warehouse team that would actually load your truck, which was good because okay. it's all it's all forklifted or dollied, right? Right. But they had eight trucks. They had nine trucks on the road, and they had four bays. Yeah. The guy I was riding with was always like got there right on time. The other guys would get there super early so they could be the first to go. So I we couldn't even. I had to be there at seven thirty. They wouldn't even load the truck to like nine. Damn. And so you're thinking like. Where are we getting here? Where right. We, where are we getting here so early? Like, it was just, it sucked. It was a terrible job. And then, like, no incentive to, like, like I remember, like, we had a delivery one time. I said, please deliver after 530. And it's, like, it's, like, 2 o'clock and we're done. I'm like, are you freaking kidding oh, me yeah. right now? Like, it just, stupid crap like that. It just made me, like, I hate this place. Yeah. And, anyway, actually, the the reason I left there, they, they kind of moved me around to different people. But I was partnered up with a guy who had been there, like, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Older guy, probably in his mid to late fifties. Um, really nice guy, super funny. We got paid one day. This is still paper check era, right? Oh yeah. And uh, he left his uh, his check in the truck in an envelope, and I thought, I wonder what he makes. So I put it up to the light, and he made he was making like three hundred dollars a week more than me. No shit. And I'm like, and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when that's your future, you realize like. Damn, yeah. like he wasn't making that much more than me at all. So I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. It, it, and it was weird to me that guys stayed there that long when the money wasn't that good. Yeah. The job wasn't good. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Right? You know, like there's other stuff out there. Well, and that, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think of like me, for instance, like right now, it's because, and I, it's funny, I've talked to my barber about this. Like, I have like a skill set that is very difficult to find a real job for like, you know what I mean? Like my skill set is like music. My skill set is like the, that comedy shit. Like my, like my skill set, like I can't make money off of it. Like on a regular consistent basis, I can't just go apply for a job at a, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so, which I think is also kind of why you've tried to step out and find a side hustle with yes. this stuff. And it just hasn't really totally worked out. I assume like you wanted it to. Right. Yeah. But like, but like for me, like with, with my job, it pays just enough and the hours are just good enough to where it doesn't make sense financially for me to leave. Yeah. Because like the, the paper paycheck says like I make X amount of dollars, which is like on par with so many other companies that require like zero skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like Napoleon Dynamite, you don't have any skills, right? But like, um, but like, the hours make my money worth so much more, right? Because you you work less than an average job. Like it almost doubles what my hourly wage is when yeah. you factor in how many hours a week I actually work, right? Because I'm getting paid for forty hours, and so it's just it's just a weird weird thing. Well, no, I I know my job when I got it, I had no I had no skills to do that job, but. I've learned a lot being there, but the good thing about the job I'm in is that those skills can be applied elsewhere if I need to ever make a change. And that's the bad thing about mine is because like mine can't. Right. Like my my skill set now is non-transferable. Well, you could do <laughs> that same job somewhere else. I could but, do it at a different linen company. But it well, or even like a you know a uniform company because I we have a uniform guy that comes to my plant that does. Yeah, but those are those are shit. Those I'm are, sure those are way worse than what I do. Like, oh, I'm sure. Because he has yeah. to unload all these dirty chemical covered uniforms. Like, that's not fun. Well, that and you have to pay attention to sizes and shit like that. Like, you have to do repairs on them. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's such a pain in the ass. 
Oh yeah, I can tell he's. It 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 takes him eight hours to service our plant. Yeah. Comes once a week. Yeah, that's and probably your that, like that stop is probably his stop for the day. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, he eats lunch there. You yeah. know, like he sits in the break room and eats lunch. Nice guy, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah, it definitely sucks. And oh, yeah. people get like irritated because like some of our pants will like fit really loose and then some will be really tight. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. happens to me too because we have to buy our, like not buy but we have to get our uniforms too. Yeah. And it happens to me too. It'll be the same size, but like they fit totally different. And then he'll be like, nope, you must have gained weight. And it's like, nope, the other pants fit way loose. I need a belt. These are super tight. I think they're different, you know? So anyway, yeah, it is what it is. A funny story today on the way you're on the way over. I I got locked out of my house. Yes. By my dog. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, would you believe that if I didn't? Just knowing cookie, like I believe that. Yeah. But yeah, like in any other scenario, I would have been like, you're bullshitting. Well, my dog is the sweetest dog in the world, but she's real spazzy. I mean, you've you've watched her a few times, and she's a real sweet dog and, and always means well, but she's just spazzy and wants attention. Yeah. So what I what I was doing is uh, I was taking out my trash, mm-hmm. and um, you know I have a door to the garage and then the garage door. Well, I have to be careful because she'll just dart off running if I sure open the door. So I go outside, I close the door, then I open the garage. Go take out the trash, come back in, close the garage, and walk in. Yeah. Get the garage going down. Because the reason is she's so freaking fast because um, she's super muscly. Like, she'll make it out before the door's down. Right. And so I go to open the, the garage door, and it's locked. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, and what it was is when I'm outside, she jumps up on the door trying to get out. Yeah. And somehow she must have just, because the door, and, and this is also what's weird, like with some locks, you know, you have to kind of push the door in a little bit to get the lock to fit. Mm-hmm. I guess her weight on it, she clipped the lock and it locked the door. Yeah. Like what are the odds of that, right? Really, really weird. Um, of course, you were here one day when she actually opened the gate and got out herself. Yes. Which I now have to chain my gate shut because, yeah. again, I don't think she did it on purpose. I think she just jumped up on it. She hit the lever and it opened and she took off. You yeah. Know? And now all of a sudden we open the front door and there she is. It's like. What? <laughs> yeah, I've got a chain on my gate too because of that same thing. Because Rocky and it was actually Yoko that used to do it. Mm-hmm. But like they used to just flip that that thing open, just get when out. You get those big dogs, man. They're pretty sharp. Yeah, you know, they're smart. And, yeah, um, yeah, they can kind of figure things out. And so I'm like, damn it! And I don't have my keys on me because I was just taking out the trash. Yeah, you're on the way over, so I'm like, hey, hang tight for a yeah. second. <laughs> like, uh. Because I, I called my mom, and I'm like, hey, because she has a house key, because she'll come let her out and go to the bathroom and stuff right. when I'm at work. I'm like, are you at home right now? She's like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, you think you could come over and let me in my house? I got locked out. She's like, well, just drive over and get the key. And I'm like, my keys are inside. I can't even get in my yeah. car. And she just dies laughing. Like, and I'm like, it's really not that funny <laughs> like it is. But I'm like, at the moment, I'm like, this sucks. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? So I'm like. Holy hell. And then like you messaged me back like, Hey, I've got a, I've got your house key, which right. I'd forgot. I, I knew I'd given it to you, but I forgot about it. I think so I've like, had it for like well over a year now. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, Oh, okay, damn. All right. So luckily, um, my, uh, my dad ran my key over and I was able to get in my house, but that was, I never would have expected that to happen. Yeah. Um, and so then you were suggesting a hide a key, which is probably what I need to do, but I'm always nervous to do that. Yeah. And I get that. I think, I think, um, like maybe not put it like right by your front door. Yeah. Like maybe in a, in a place, a little place bit. where I only I'll know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I I've put mine like 
out in my front door before, but I've moved it because like if somebody comes up to my front door, like it's pretty easy to spot it. You it know makes you I mean? nervous, right? Yeah. And, and we live on a pretty busy street, so yeah. I just, I don't want to try that, but like, it's like, oh, it's under the rug. Never would have thought of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, you, you got to you gotta at least be a little bit smart about it. But I've totally locked myself out of the house before, so you're not alone in that. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have probably done the same thing. I mean, it it definitely happens. So, actually, one time, I, uh, like I said, my mom will let my dog out because you know, in the wintertime I leave her in because I don't want to leave her outside. Sure. In the summer I like to let her outside because she likes to run right. you know, and burn energy and all that stuff. Wintertime I leave her in, and my mom will come once a night and let her out and you know feed her and stuff yeah. if she needs food. But um, I came home one day, and uh, it was on it was I was on nights, and so it was like 5.30 a.m., 5.15, 5.30 a.m. when I get home, my garage door is locked because my mom – she locks hers at night, mm-hmm. um, mostly just, you know, being nervous and not thinking locks mine. Well, that's how I get in. Do you not have a key to that door? I don't. Oh, I, shit. You should just change that lock, man. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I have a front door key. Right. But I couldn't remember if I had given it to you or if I'd made a copy for you. Oh. So luckily I had one, but I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because you know, number, like, number one, I call my parents at 530 in the morning. They're not going to be awake. Right. No one is probably. And so I'm like, holy shit. So luckily I was able to get in. But yeah, yeah that's kind of a couple of close calls. I need to kind of go to that little uh, key maker at Walmart there and make a couple of extras. I will say this. If it's on a weekday, there's a solid chance I'm up at 530 a.m. Just just well, but for future still, reference. But still, like, I know, like, <laughs> you're talking about your work, like, you, like, you don't want to, like, drive by my house. And, right. You know, I mean, I right. know, like, I probably could have met you somewhere. But still, it's just a, it's an annoying thing. Uh, you oh, know? yeah. It's just, it's one of those lessons like, yeah, probably ought to get an extra set of keys. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, like, so there was one time and it's been a few years now, but there was one time I had locked myself out of our house as well. Mm-hmm. And it was, I can't remember where Steph was, but it was just me and uh, Marissa and we were going, I don't know where we were going, but like, I was like, holy crap. I left the car keys in, in the house, which yeah. means I left the house key in the house. Right. And. And like we have, we have two locks on our front door. One is the deadbolt, and one's the little hand, hand one. And as soon as I closed it, and I was going to lock the deadbolt, I was like, "Oh God, I don't have the key." <laughs> and so I locked myself out. There was no way to get in. But like, what we ended up having to do is, in in my bedroom, it's not connected to the central heat and air, so we have just an air conditioning unit for the summertime. Right. And so what I had to do is I had to like open the window all the way up, remove the AC unit. And at this point in time, it was before I started losing any weight. So I was like over 300 pounds. And, and so I couldn't fit through the window even if I wanted to. Right. And so I was like, all right, Marissa, I need <laughs> you to get in the, get you're going to have window. to do this. <laughs> and you need to go unlock the door so I can get my keys. And, uh, she wouldn't let me live that down for like weeks after that. But oh yeah. That was, that was pretty funny, but well, and it's like, even, even, my house, I'm like, I'm not sure that the back door is unlocked. Sometimes I'll leave it open because right. I let her in and out so often. And I thought, is it worth trying to jump this really high fence Right. that has spikes on it? Let's keep that in mind. Yeah. For the chance that it promote, like, I was like 75% sure I locked it. Yeah. But I wouldn't, you know, I'm like, 
Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things like, what do I do here? Yeah. Is it worth trying to jump that fence and definitely hurting myself? Yeah. You know? Oh, God. Because, like, when you're a kid, you jump a fence, no problem. Now I'm like, that's going to be so painful. Yeah. You know, just to try to make it. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man. So that was, uh, that was, that was the deal. Is there, like, is there any worse feeling than that? I mean, because I told, I told you, like, when you were texting me, I was like, it could have been worse because you could have left your phone inside. My mom said the same thing. And yeah. so I, I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, well, the only positive thing is that you were on the way over. Right. So at bare minimum, even if you didn't have a house key, you would have had a phone, and I could have called my mom. Right. But Or you could have driven me to their house or something. But right. Like, yeah, it could have been immensely worse. Yeah. Right? Now, like, if you hadn't texted me, I would have just gone because you right. had already told me, like, hey, I'm good, whenever. Right. So I I would have been over there. I would have seen you outside just hanging out, and I would have laughed really hard. When you yeah, told yeah me like, well, like, what if I was barefoot? You know, what if I'm wearing embarrassing clothes? <laughs> like, there's a lot of possibilities here of, like, what the hell? You know, like, this could have been bad. And here's something else to think about. It's good that it happened on podcast day when I'm the one coming over and not, like, some date, like, on a oh, Saturday yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Because I guarantee you she ain't going to believe that shit. No. She's going to think you're, like, making an excuse not to hang out with her. There's no way anyone listening will believe this story. Yeah. But it happened. Like, yeah. it, it, and I was sitting there opening the door. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way she did that. So I'm like, Hey, cookie, can yeah. you unlock the door? <laughs> like, obviously no. Cause she doesn't know. Right. But I was hoping I could get her to jump back on it and she'd knock it back down, but that did not happen. Yeah. So. Probably, it probably could have just made it worse. So uh, yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a deal, man. I could just imagine though, if it was like going to be for a date night, your excuse to not go on the date was like, Hey, I can't get in my house because my dog locked me out. Right. That that sounds like a blow off. <laughs> that, right? that sounds, that's like the equivalent of like, sorry, I have to wash my hair. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It was definitely a, uh, a weird one. I never would have guessed that. So lesson learned. Let's get some, uh, let's get some keys made. Yes. Yeah. Gotta hide them. Hide, hide them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Bury them in your backyard. Something. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like there's places you could put it where people wouldn't see or whatever. But. Well, and you're tall enough to where you could probably put it in a place that like no one would notice. No one could get to yeah, unless yeah. they had like a small ladder or something. Yeah. But uh, definitely, um, definitely something. Yeah. I want to show you these. I want to get your thoughts on these. Uh, so good friend of, the, of uh, TV toy cast rock. He's a, he was a buddy of Travis's. Sent us this care package. Okay. All this, like, McDonald's toys, old wrestling magazines, all this cool stuff. He actually sent me this. You'll appreciate this. This is a Batman Returns McDonald's Collector Cup. That looks really familiar to me. Maybe have it? I, I don't have it anymore, but I wonder if I did used to have it at some point. You, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm not a McDonald's guy. Yeah. But if they had stuff like this, I would go get these. Oh, I'd go out of my way to get that shit. When when they brought back the uh, Halloween buckets, yeah, I went there to get those. Right. Yeah. Like, why don't they do stuff like this anymore? They're dumb. <laughs> Seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. This stuff was, I love the commercials for these. Yeah. Collect all four, whatever they were, you know? Like, yeah. That's awesome, though. Dude, right. It's, I swear I had that one because I remember that penguin face. I remember Taco Bell did a similar thing with Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. And I remember we got like a Batman cup and a Mr. Freeze cup. And I was like, oh, these are so cool. And it's like a nice cup. I mean, I'm not going to use it because it's a collector's item, but still, right. that's cool, right? And that's probably why I don't have it anymore because I'm sure I use the shit out of it. Yeah, very, very fun. But uh, no, so Rock sent me all these packs of trading cards. I've never been a trading card guy, but I'm going to let you look through these. He also sent me, I opened them on a TV Toycast episode of a set of WCW cards. Oh, I'm that's sure, awesome. I'm sure I actually had some of those WCW cards. These were great. Do you remember these? I had like a, I had like a Ron Simmons. Um, yeah, I got a uh, flying Brian doom. El yeah, Gigante. It, was, it was doom. Yeah. yeah. Another flying Brian Steiner brothers. 
Ricky Morton, Sid Vicious, Another Doom, Tommy Rich, Dutch Mantell, Lex Luger, and good old Jim Ross. Let me see those because I think, I want to say I had like the Lex Luger too. There's a few different ones of each guy, but they're still kind of cool. I, I totally had that El Gigante. I wonder if I still have those. You may. I don't think they're worth much, but they're kind of fun. No. And that Steiner Brothers, I think I had that Steiner Brothers card too. So why, okay, without you looking through all these other ones yet, why don't we see cards like this anymore? I don't know. Wow, I mean, Mantel. How crazy. Yep, I had that Lux Luger card. Doesn't that hit you in the feels? Yeah. You know, what's funny is I feel like I had this Jim Ross card. Yeah, I feel like I did too. But like, I don't remember caring about it because at the time he's an I, announcer. Well, that and I didn't think I really cared who he was. Like he wasn't the legendary Jim Ross. Read, read his bio in the back. His favorite hold. I thought that was funny. The microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine him being like, "Hell, I don't know." Call the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, he sent all these cards, and, I, and like I said, I've never been a big card collector. But I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Like getting to open them and kind of go through and I did it live on the TV toy cast. So for the next several weeks, I'm going to do, we're going to do uh, like me and Travis are going to do like live uh, unpackings of the cards or card breaks, I guess is what they call it now. And, uh, but check out some of the ones he sent. Yeah. Troll force. I have no idea what that is. I don't either. Um, but it sounds fun. Final fantasy. That's cool. The power Rangers is really cool. Gargoyles. That's awesome. Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's a weird one in it. Yeah. Oh, it's got a pop-out in a puzzle. Too bad it doesn't have the uh, bubble gum. Yeah, that's a thick set of cards, though. It is. If if any of these have a stick of bubble gum, you got to try it on the show. Not. Yeah. I don't care if it's our show or TV Toycast. You have to try it. Dude, that might like kill you. Nah. <laughs> It'll be all right. It's like thirty years old. There's a there's an urgent carry down the road. You'll nah, be all right. Thanks. I'm sure you're <laughs> concerned. Figure you like the music cards. The music cards. Oh, I didn't realize what that was. So a rock, oh, you can win a rock and roll trip to London. That's probably already happened, I bet. You can hold them accountable for it. <laughs> I thought about sending in, like, stuff to those web, like, addresses to see if, like, someone actually responds back, like, yeah, this was 1993. Yeah. Uh, too late, pal. I wonder what these are. I don't know. I do want to open those, though, because they seem fun. And then uh, DC Bloodlines looks really cool. No guaranteed number of bonus cards per box. Odds of finding limited edition foil embossed Superman cards are one out of 18 packs. Mm. Odds of finding Superman exchange cards are one out of 72 packs. I'm curious about those. I want the old Marvel cards. Oh, dude. And I want to like go back and reopen them like these. Yeah. Because if I can, I bet they're expensive as shit. I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to. So I remember back in the day, vintage stock used to carry old school cards. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to find those those Marvel cards, though. Yeah, I bet eBay has some. But I kind of want to do some, like, I don't want to buy, like, expensive cards, but I, I would like to open them mm -hmm. and just kind of see what I get. So, Well, I had bought some DC cards a few years back. It was, I can't remember when it was, but it was around the time we were podcasting. And I thought they were, like, from the 90s, but they weren't. They were just new. people made, you know, like, homemade yeah, and nowadays, like, they'll still make cards. They're not as popular, and, like, you can buy, like, complete sets, but that's not the fun. The fun's opening and building a set, Seeing right? what you got, yeah. 
Yeah, so I know they sell cards at uh, Walmart and stuff. I don't really look at cards as much. There, it's well, it's a lot of it's shit that we don't care about anymore, right? You know, I mean, or they'll do like you know uh, they'll do sports cards. I don't care about sports cards. Um, I've thought about getting back into the WWE cards, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, like I don't, I don't know. Like it's to me, that's not. I can't justify it. You know what I yeah. mean? Because they're kind of they're kind of pricey, especially when you get into the ones that are supposed to have the autograph cards and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and then like I know, like if I found a pack of DC Bloodlines for three bucks, I'd buy it. Oh yeah, for if sure. Fifteen bucks, it's like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. where it kind of becomes. A, a difficult thing, but I, I thought these were kind of fun. So I'm like, man, I would, cause and I, I've been watching, uh, I don't know, you know, all ego Ethan page. I don't know if you know this, yeah. but he does a toy vlog on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Actually, Travis is going to be in an upcoming toy vlog. Cause they did one in Ohio. Yeah. I saw that picture and it's, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. So I started watching them and that they're really fun actually. Yeah. And there was an episode where they, this guy had a whole bunch of cards. And so like Dan Housen was buying like Beetlejuice cards and mortal Kombat cards. And nice. They had Fox kids cards, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. So it's cool. There's something about that is kind of fun. So yeah, I don't know. Not necessarily something I would like. Oh, I want to buy a bunch, but if you find some here and there, I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. So I know one more thing we wanted to touch on is uh, you had mentioned that uh, you uh, were talking about how some of the '90s sitcoms don't age well. We've talked about this a little bit, but uh, I know you've you've watched a few and have kind of dove into that old school uh, sitcom world. Well, there was one show in particular that I was talking about, and that is According to Jim. Yeah. Didn't really watch that one much myself. I loved that show as a kid. Um, Not as a kid, but like in my young adult days. And the thing with that show, like I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, I love Jim Belushi. Yeah. I thought he was great. Um, But like he, in this show, the character of Jim for one thing, his wife is smoke show. Even the sister is really hot in that show. Um, but like Jim himself is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Like I, like I remember like thinking like earlier, like early on in my life, like he was really funny. Um, like the, the whole like rat a tat that him and the wife had was really fun. Mm-hmm. But like I watched, I, I only watched the first couple of episodes, but within those first couple episodes, there were things that happened that I'm like, that is just not a good thing to do to your wife. Yeah. Like, like the first episode in question was, um, her cat died and he, while this was happening, he had made plans to go to like the Chicago bears football game. Yeah. It was a home game. And, and she was like, well, no, I, I, I need you to bury my cat. Like, so he, he goes back home because they were on the way and he goes back home, was trying to bury the cat, but he brings the radio outside so he can listen to the game. And like, he's having trouble digging the hole. And but at the same time, like something really crazy happens at the football game. So like, instead of just hurrying up and finishing the job, he grabs the cat, puts the cat in the freezer and goes to the game. Yeah. And like that in itself is like, bad enough but then when she calls it because she finds it while he's gone and when she calls him out on it when he comes back home he's very non-apologetic about it right and like that to me is like how do you not how are you not apologetic about it at least (laughs) right but it's also one of those things the more you think about it it's like did he 
Like, was it that important to bury it right then and there? Like, knowing he's going to a game? Could he do it after the game? You know, like, but I know that's the sitcom drama, right? But also, too, like, would you want a dead cat just hanging out in your house? Well, of course not. That's what I'm saying, like. But, like, why couldn't she bury the cat? You know. Well, that's what she ends up starting to do is burying right. the cat. Like, but she wanted him to do it. At the same time, it was her cat. You know what I mean? Like, she. Yeah. She mentions in that episode that that was like she had that cat for fifteen years or whatever, and um, I think it's it's playing the dichotomy is what they're trying to do of like men and women, right? And and right. so I, we were talking about like '90s sitcoms. I know Home Improvement was a favorite of mine sure. as, like, as a kid, and that whole show is like Jill loves opera yeah. and ballet and stuff, and Tim likes cars and tools and sports, yeah. right? And so. To him, like he wants to go watch the Lions game because they live in Detroit. Sure. She wants to go to, you know, watch Swan Lake. Sure. And, but they play it like she's the weird one. Right. That's kind of the, because I think most people identify with Tim, right? Most guys are like, I like football. I like toys. Well, it's, it's a guy's I, show. I like cars, right? Yes. It's, that doesn't mean that her stuff is less important. It's right. just, you know, the way that it is. And, and like, I know, look, one episode of that show specifically, um, she has to go do something. So, so Tim is going to take Mark to go watch Swan Lake mm-hmm. in the midst of going. Wilson reveals, Hey, I actually won two free tickets to uh, the Pistons and the bulls. Yeah. Courtside. He's like, Oh, courtside. Like, right. This is incredible. I don't know if you remember this episode. It's vaguely familiar. And he's just like, and he's like, well, that's a shame. I guess I'll just, you know, throw him away. I, you know, cause Wilson has no use for it. He's not a right. sports guy. Tim's like, ah, let me just see him. Oh man. You tell he's just like losing his mind. Yeah. He's like, man, we're going to be right out there. Like we're going to be seeing Michael Jordan. And like, honestly, like that's like what an, an amazing experience. Sure. And so I get that side of it. So his idea is we'll go watch half a Swan Lake and then we'll go to the game. Yeah. And, uh, of course this makes Jill mad when she ultimately finds the big foam finger and you know, right. Mark has a mustard stain on his <laughs> suit that he's wearing and stuff. So it's um, it's one of those things where like, her thing is like, Brad and Randy have no interest in anything I'm into. Right. I had a chance with Mark and you ruined it. Yeah. That was her issue, and but I felt like that show at that time did a good job of being like, I get both sides. Right. They're just not in agreements at all. Right. But like, like you know, he's looking like courtside tickets. Like we could probably watch Swan Lake next week. You know, right. like, and it just it was what it was. Well, and also too, like I think there's like. And I think this is where, like, maybe according to Jim, messed up, like, the writers of the show. Because there's a big difference between, like, the little fight of, like, I want to go see Swan Lake. Well, I want to go to the Pistons game. Big difference between that and, like, I want to go to the Chicago Bears game. Well, I need you to bury my dead cat. Like, <laughs> like that's, like, yeah, the weight there is a little bit different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if your wife is grieving right now, yeah, that's a little bit different than her just saying, like, well, I'd rather go watch a play than go to a football game. Right. You know, or a basketball game, whatever. And I assume the wife finds a cat in the freezer. She does. Freaks out. And then, like, makes a huge deal to him. And, like, his response to it is, like, well, I just don't care about the cat like you do. Yeah. And it's, like, which is damn, where the, dude. Which, you know, if he would have just been, like, you know, babe, I really wanted to see this game. And I was right. going to bury it as soon as I got home. Well, and he did say that. But, like, to hit for him to be, like, I just don't care about that cat. Yeah. Is, like shit man like yeah it kind of a mean it's just a mean-spirited yeah and then you know 
And then the the next episode that follows right after that, because he does end up burying the cat for her, but it was after she had a huge meltdown. Right. Because he didn't care. And I felt like, it almost felt like at that point he was just trying not to like lose her. You know what I mean? Which, come on, like just bury the fucking cat. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the next episode that follows is their anniversary. He knows it's there. He didn't forget. It's not like the stupid, like, guy, I forgot my wife's anniversary. He knows it's their anniversary, but instead of him putting in any kind of effort to go get a gift, he has his her sister go buy a gift. She picks it out. She spends the money, or, I mean, she spends his money, and, and then when she does it, he gets mad at how expensive it is. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you should have just gone and got the gift. Right. Like, what, did he have a reason not to, or he just he just didn't want to? Just didn't want to. Yeah. It's just not like it's not his thing. I don't want to. I don't want to get the gift. Yeah. And then after she got it, he threw a fit about how much it costs. He asked uh, his wife's brother if he would wrap the gift because he's not good at wrapping. You know, and it's like, but he still wants all the credit for everything, right? But like, doesn't want to do the work. Yeah, I was like, what? Just it's like, what a sack of shit. Yeah, like, he's just not a good guy. Well, I remember there's a King of Queens episode. It's in season one, I believe, and it's one of my favorites where um, Doug feels like Carrie's gaining some weight. Yes. And it's hilarious because obviously he's a fat guy and she's yeah. an attractive woman. Oh, my God. This brings up a whole other thing, but finish your point. Yeah. And and so, um, he, you know, he works at basically it's UPS without it being UPS. Yeah. He's yeah. a driver. And he's talking. IPS. To his, I, yeah, that's what they call it. Right. He's, he's talking to his friend Deacon. And he's like, hey, have you uh, Notice Carrie putting on a few pounds, and he goes, oh, "Normally, I, I can't tell because she's standing behind you." And he goes, "I know I'm fat. That's not the issue." Right. Goes, oh, good. I didn't want to have to break that to yeah. you. <laughs> but then, like, he kind of says something to her. Of course, she gets very offended. Yep. And so she makes like Arthur and him lasagna, mm-hmm. and she's eating like a carrot stick. And then now he feels like shit. And right. it's, but I think that's the maybe the point you're going to. He says something stupid, but he realizes. Yes. Wow, that was a shitty thing to do. I my, my wife is attractive. I'm actually a very lucky guy. Right. Like, damn, I'm a piece of shit. You know, yeah. that maybe is like the growing that yes. maybe according to Jim wasn't nailing initially. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I only watched those first couple episodes and I was like, I can't. I can't watch any more of this because it was just getting on my nerves too bad. Mm-hmm. But like, it might be one of those things like later on in the series, he grows because it ran for eight seasons. Yeah. Surely he's not a piece of shit till the end of the show. Hopefully not. So like, it might be one of those things and I just didn't make it far enough, but. On that point, on the King of Queens thing, I saw a TikTok the other day about how, like, insane Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. Because, and it was referencing Doug from King of Queens. And uh, how he is, like, labeled as comically fat. And if you look at, like, season one, season two, I mean, he does gain weight and get pretty big in that show. But, like, season one, season two, like, he's our size. He's husky. He's normal. He's like just kind of thick, a little little bit chubby. Like he's not that fat. And they brought up Jack Black. Jack Black in School of Rock. Like they constantly made fun of how fat he was. But he really wasn't. He is not fat at all, dude. Like he's like way less than 200 pounds, it looks like. I mean, he's not, you can tell he's not a very tall guy. He's not, he he doesn't look athletic, but he's like skinny. Like he's thin. Mm -hmm. You know, he he maybe wears like a large, maybe XL if he wants to wear it baggy. But it's like Hollywood like makes a big deal about people being like comically fat when they look like average people. guys. Well, think about the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. They, in that whole movie, they talk about being fatty and fat. Go eat that, you fatty. Yeah. And 
Adam Sandler was a little husky in that movie. He wasn't fat. No, I've never looked at Adam Sandler and been like, damn, you're fat, pal. Yeah, and and like when I think of fat, I think of guys like Chris Farley who are like were like legit three fifty or whatever it was, like just really big guys. Kevin Malone, he was, yes, he was a fat guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, for, for sure. But I, you know, going back to like growing, I think that's where the Office really nailed it with Steve Carell's Michael Scott when yeah. they they made him an idiot, but he he was a nice guy. And I think the best example of that is when he shows up to Pam's art show. Yes, and he's there late, and she's just kind a good of guy. And she's kind of upset because no one really came. Roy mm-hmm. came, but he was, you know, I, I looked at all of them. Like, right. your art was the best art of all the art. And see, that's the type of guy that Jim is. And according to Jim, he's like Roy. Like, he just doesn't get it. Right. And and it's you can tell, like, in that moment, she's like, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, and and that's, that's just, and he was trying in that moment. Yeah. But they just weren't on the same page. But then, like, the way Michael was like, Wow. You did this all freehand? Yeah. You used a stencil? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. You could just tell there was genuine. It, it's stupid. And like she even hugs him and he's kind of looking like, what's going on? Yeah. But it's like she was moved by his sincerity, yeah. even though he's a complete blithering idiot, yeah, which yeah. is. What's that in your pocket? Chunky. She <laughs> <laughs> <You> wants some. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's but, an underrated line. Yeah. But it's just, it's that classic, you know stupid idiot guy yeah. that doesn't realize what he's doing and he ends up buying it and puts it in the office and he's like, proud of it yeah and, and i think that's what's cool about it yeah and that's the that's the thing that the office did such a good job on because like especially when you look at like how the office was in the uk version like the michael scott the different name of the michael scott character was like really a piece of shit and they really transformed it into like a lovable loser yeah yeah and it was just it was just really cool how they did that oh i agree um Speaking of like sitcoms, I don't watch this one, but I think there is it either Nickelodeon or Disney. There's a show called iCarly. Oh, I watched that. I was too. I was way too old for that, but I don't know why I love that show. Yeah, well, I remember someone showed me a clip one time where she or her friend, I don't remember who, was dating a guy, and he was like collecting Beanie Babies. Okay, they weren't called that, but they were yeah. Beanie Babies essentially. And how she was like super weirded out by it, uh-huh. and he was like super proud, like look at my collection. Yeah, and and. And like I was, I remember talking to Jeff from Fully Posable about it, and I was like, you know, I mean, like realistically, I get that that's not for everybody, but it's not like he's buying drugs or he's right. gambling, you know. Like it could, in in retrospect, it could be worse. Everybody's got their thing that is probably other people don't get, but it's like it could be worse. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. Some people are just superficial about that type of stuff, right? You know what I mean? Like that. Like I'm, I'm sure there's probably like people who think it's weird that like you know we collect action figures and stuff like that, but or like, trading cards, right. I mean, Any of this stuff, right? But it's like. People like what they like, yeah. you know, and who cares? Like, as long as like you're now, if you can't pay your mortgage cause you're gambling. Exactly. I mean, there's guys I work with and I've talked about it before. They spend thousands of dollars at the casino. That makes me want to shit my pants, you know, yeah. like that sounds horrible to me, but maybe that's the rush they get out of it. Yeah. Or if they do win, they want to buy everyone dinner. Kind of like to show how, how much money they have now. Yeah. Well, and all, do, you know, what's funny about that is like the, the winning winning stuff at the casino is like what a lot of people don't realize is you have to pay taxes on that. Yeah. And like, so if you win 10 grand, you sure shit better save like three grand of it and set it aside. Cause you're going to be paying that in taxes. Right. I mean like that's that fun. Yeah. And hell no, it's not. I wouldn't want to have to keep track of that. I, uh, I remember I worked with a, a woman at one of my older jobs and she like, she didn't have a lot of money, but she loved to gamble. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, I won $24 last night at the casino. How much did you spend? <laughs> and I'm like, and, and that's and that's eventually what I did because I'd be like, oh great, and I'm like, hey, I won eighteen dollars last night. Yeah. Congratulations! 
And finally one day I was like, well, how much did you spend to get there? What do you mean? I'm like, we have to put money in. Right. Well, yeah, I spent like 12 bucks. I was like, so you made 24, so you made 12. Yeah. No, I made 24. I'm like, <laughs> so you made 36. No, I made 24. And I'm like, this is a this is a thing called arithmetic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you only ended up with $12 extra on right. top of the $12 you initially had. Right. And, <laughs> and you probably bought food there, so you broke even. Congratulations. Right. Yes. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Just... And I don't know. And everybody's got what they're into, you know. I yeah. mean, it, we can all spend money differently. I know a lot of people, you know, like to go to, I don't really, I'm not a big concert guy. I'm not a big, you know, right. sports guy or anything like that. But everyone's into what they're into. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, like, who cares? Yeah. But 90 sitcoms, man, I can kind of wrap it up with that. Um, I haven't watched a lot of them in a long time, but I'm sure there's a lot of cringy stuff in there that you don't remember. There is, you know, I feel like everybody loves Raymond really holds up. Yeah. Like I, I, there's not a whole lot of cringeworthy moments in that show. Uh, to me, I'm sure like other people might think there is to me. There's not, uh, I haven't watched that one really. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there is some in King of Queens. They're pretty loose with the, uh, they just say gay a lot, like mm -hmm. derogatory, you know, like, like he's gay. That's gay. Yeah. They say a lot of that, but like, um, I remember the first time you know, I'll be honest, when I was younger in wrestling, that's mm -hmm. what we used to always say. Yeah. And well, in high school, dude, like, that's, we always said that too. I remember when I got to NXT, a friend pulled me aside. I like, hey, just so you know, it's a faux pas. It's lame. You know? yeah. And I was like, oh, I mean, I, w I wouldn't have said it like in a large group of people I didn't know anyway, but it's just one of those moments right. when we didn't mean it in a negative way. It was just, that's just the, the vernacular we used, yeah. you know, different time. Yep. It so, was. But yeah, like I know there was an episode of Friends. I know you're not a, f a fan of that show where this woman comes up to Chandler at work and she's like, I want to set you up with someone. He's like, oh yeah, who? And it's like this guy, Brad, down in accounting. And he's like, well, you think I'm gay? And she's like, oh, you're not? And he's like, what? Like, yeah. and it, it, like to me, like that was funny because it was just so blatant, like, especially in like the early 90s. I felt like that was even something you didn't talk about at all then. But see, I feel like even now that would be, acceptable because that's like the equivalent of getting angry about somebody uh uh misidentifying your gender yeah you know what i mean like it's like assuming that you're gay or assuming that you're straight like i feel like that's still something that could be funny in a in a comedy setting well well and i think in in that episode he's like you know like i if you thought i was guy i figured you'd set me up with you know this guy over here and she's like oh you can never pull him he's like i could pull him if i wanted to <laughs> And, See, that's funny and, to and me. then she kind of looks at him and goes, I'm really not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I it's, think, I think that stuff's funny. Like, I feel like people should still be able to have a sense of humor about shit like that. I agree. No, I know you're not a Seinfeld guy, but I've been rewatching that on Netflix. And, uh, do you remember the, ep you obviously don't remember. There's an episode where a reporter thinks Jerry's gay. Okay. And George is his lover. Okay. And, what it is, is does they, Jerry get mad because George is ugly? <laughs> no, what he just like, no, I'm not gay. And what's yeah. weird is she's like reporting it and like looking at it now. It's like, even if you thought that, even if they confirm that and they don't want that out there, you can't just put that out there, right? Which is like really kind of like the weirdest part about it now, looking back on it. But what happens is they're in the diner that they go to a lot and they're talking. Elaine's like, this lady's eavesdropping on us, and um. And so she kind of starts saying stuff like, oh, well, it's no big deal that you two are homosexual <laughs> just so that these people here, they don't realize that's the reporter. Ah. And so later on, 
like he clears it up. He ends up dating her and he's like, I'm really not. We're just friends. But like she comes over and George is there and, um, and she's like, Oh, so you guys live together? And they're like, Oh no, no, he's got a place uptown. And, but like everything they say makes them sound, gay. makes them sound gay without them realizing oh. that she thinks that they're gay. Right. And then, uh, he ends up getting a three way phone, which is, you know, very nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he ends up calling Kramer. He's like, Hey, just see if my phone works. And he's like, let me call George. And so ends up that lady calls and he gets on there and he's like, uh, what, whatever ends up happening, he ends up saying like, Oh, well, don't worry. I ironed out everything with her. She definitely doesn't think we're homosexual now. <laughs> and George ends up clicking over to Kramer and talking to him and he goes back to George and George goes, I could hear everything you said to Kramer. And he's like, what? So now they've now they they feel like it's been a cover up and that they really are gay. But the big joke of that is anytime they say we're not gay. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I guess that was a big issue that like they thought that they were saying like they're making fun of gay. And they were just like, no, that the whole point was like, we're not. We're just trying to make it look like we're not. And and it just there's happens to be evidence that makes it look like we are. Right. Right. Which is which is funny. But that that show that's. I know you don't like Seinfeld, but you ought to give that a shot now, now that you're older. Cause I think there's a lot of office elements to it of just random things that happen that are just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That might be one of those things. Maybe like when, when it was out and really popular, I just didn't really get it, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think if I remember right, when you watch first watch the office, you didn't get it initially either. No. Well, and I think a lot of stuff too, like it just has to do with what I can relate to, you know, if I can relate to it, that makes it funny for me. And like, there was nothing about Seinfeld that I could relate to. Not to mention like Jerry Seinfeld's voice. Like I've told you just gets on my nerves. Yeah. And honestly, he's like my least favorite character. It's the other ones that I like, especially George and Kramer. But there's one episode I was watching where the whole season's about them writing a pilot, which is kind of what the whole show's based upon. Mm Mm-hmm. And George is like, I know what our show's about. It's about nothing. And he's like, what do you mean nothing? He's like, you know, we, everybody's doing something. We do nothing. And it's just, and they're like, okay, that might work, which is kind of how they pitch the show. But anyway, they're in the the house of the NBC executive. Yeah. And his daughter walks in, who's like 15. It's actually Denise Richards, oddly enough, who became very popular and, you know, she bends over and her cleavage is showing and Jerry gives him the nudge. And so George looks, that guy catches George. <laughs> looking. He's like, get a good look there, Costanza. And he's just like, well, he bumped me. <laughs> he's like, of course I bumped you. That doesn't mean to stare. <laughs> it's just so, so ridiculous. Oh, God. But fun stuff. Uh, anyway, we're going to go and wrap up this episode. Uh, make sure to check out some of our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, doing the favor, the positively pro wrestling podcast, the ringside rant with RJ, the leisure and Lariat's podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson in the marbles with soda and Ethan. So uh, Ethan just got engaged. Yeah, he did. I saw that photo. Congratulations. Congratulations. Pal. Absolutely. Uh, boots of the face with Marty and Rucker tales from the estate with drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin and the twins over there. <coughs> uh, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his <coughs> up a lung. Oh shit, I muted you your muted mic. Hey, I'm still talking, <laughs> damn it. Let me make sure everybody can hear my cough loud and clear. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, um, that's funny. <laughs> uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Uh, Howling with the Wolf. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Tots with Al Day. Check all those guys out. 
Um, check out uh, No Holds Bar with Bill Benis if it ever comes back. Yeah, I, you know, I, it might. It might. I, you want the truth on that breaker? Like I do the, want the truth. The peeling back the curtain truth? I've just been way too busy. <laughs> to record it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the, uh, you know, the daughter's been in and out of the hospital with her mm-hmm. knee surgery, and then, like, she had to go to the ER, and it's been, it's been a mess. Bane's been busy. Yeah, I haven't had a chance. Burning so. the candle at both ends. I've got, I've got the whole rest of that season planned out. It's just a matter of being able to record it. Just putting it down. Oh, yes. yeah. That's the hard part, what people don't realize. Like, yeah. anytime someone says, like, hey, I want to start a podcast, I don't think they sometimes realize, mm-hmm. like, once a week is a lot. Yes. If, you, if you're wanting to do it that way. Yeah. Like I uh, kind of full disclosure, I plan to bring back, uh, you know, it's fake, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do like 15 episodes, yeah. record all of them and then release them all once a week and then take a break again, yes. you know, and do that like maybe once a year, which is to me, that's a perfect amount. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, also check out uh, the TV toy cast every Thursday. Uh, Bane's music over on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Yep. Oh, and real, real quick. I'm sorry, man. I want to give a shout out to uh, James Knight, old, old ref James. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he like bought, uh, not only like my new t-shirt and he bought the new coffee mug too. Oh yeah. Like shout out to him, man. Good dude. He should be there. getting that in about a week. So hopefully he digs it. Very cool. Very cool. And then also, uh, all of our t-shirts you can find at pro wrestling forward slash Brian breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, watermaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker Remains Power Hour TV Toy Cast Bang Fully Posable doing the favor. They all have shirt stores. Check all of them out as well. Absolutely. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker Remains Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.